Hello, and welcome to Speak Your Truth Radio, a conscious journey to enlightenment. I'm Kristen Bomas, your host. And today, we're going to talk about anger. If you've read my blog, I spoke this week about anger being the piece that drives change. It was a question posed by a friend of mine. Does anger create change? And if so, why are we afraid to talk about it? Why don't we see it as a good emotion? Anger isn't the driving force in change for any of us. Anger is actually a secondary emotion. The primary emotion is hurt, fear, guilt, shame, could be anything. But what drives us in life isn't fear. What drives us in life is happiness, it's love-based emotions, it's joy, it's fulfillment, it's freedom. So when we look at situations in life where something is going against our freedom or our happiness, our expression, our fulfillment, then we want to fight back because we're feeling something in response to the loss of our freedom or our happiness. We're feeling restricted or judged or held back, disregarded, disrespected, dishonored, anything. And it's that very emotion that then leads us to the secondary emotion, anger, which gives us the strength to go against that which is taking away our freedom or happiness. So change is because we're looking for freedom. The question ultimately was, how do we find freedom without getting angry? I'm going to hold that for another podcast because I'd like to stay more focused on anger in life right now because it is such a misunderstood emotion. It is an emotion that's passionate and can be a creator of change. It's a creator of change because we want to get away from whatever pain we're feeling to get back into the freedom and the comfort of life. We want to flow with life. We want to be able to feel the compassion and the experience. So the anger gives us that strength, that passion to go back against that which is taking it away so that we can then start to go after our dream. What does it mean to be a secondary emotion? It means that it's not the first thing you're feeling. It means the first thing you're feeling is another fear-based emotion or emotion that is like a fear or a hurt or an anxiety or loneliness, abandonment, attachment, guilt, shame, those kinds of feelings I throw into the fear-based category. So any of those feelings that you may be feeling inside, they make you want to kind of cower down, get small, be left alone, go away. And the anger comes in to stand in front of that and passionately go back against, that is the formal definition of aggression, going against. So anger goes back against that source that feels like it's destroying your happiness and making you feel these painful feelings. So it's the going against. It's the aggression. It's the aggressor. And it's passionate. Anger can be a very wonderful and useful emotion. The problem isn't with the emotion. The problem is with how we learn to express it. Most don't learn to express it. In fact, people tend to learn to use it. They learn to 
spit back the anger in a way that makes the other feel the way they're feeling. So if you and I are in an argument and you hurt my feelings, I may say something mean to hurt your feelings back because now I'm angry out of feeling hurt. I may not even know I'm hurt. I just know I'm angry, but I'm going to hurt you with my words because I hurt inside. If we could be the observer in that and we could see somebody getting angry and trying to hurt us, we would see that they're hurting. And we would say, I think I hurt you and you're fighting back. What can I do? And if that is spoken with compassion, the anger dissipates, the hurt comes to the surface, and we can begin the healing. But I think we all know that that's not really the way it happens in everyday life, at least not usually. So what is it like when you're in a relationship and anger is happening? Does the anger create change in the relationship? I think most of you would say no. <laughs> in fact, if it does anything, it starts to break apart the relationship. So the change it makes is destruction. So then we start to equate anger with the aggression, with the destruction, because we're using it as a tool to go against in a way that increases the fear. For those of you who know me, you've heard me say that where there is love, there is no fear. And where there is fear, there is no love. So if anger is a fear-based emotion, and as I just said, in its, aggress in its aggression, we can feel its destruction, we can feel it separating us from the person with whom we wish to be, then we know we're on the fear-based side of the equation and our love is temporarily not felt. We are not able to feel compassion for our partner at the same time that we're feeling hurt or lonely or rejected or angry. So when we get angry in any situation, whether we're fighting for a cause or fighting with our partner, anger causes us to shut down. It causes us to be very inflexible. We're angry, we're protecting ourselves, we're defending ourselves, and we're going against an opponent a perceived opponent, a perceived threat. And so we are in lockdown, inflexible, I'm protecting myself and my space mode. So there's not a whole lot of true communicating that happens in a time of anger between two partners, two friends, two colleagues, anyone. It may be exactly what happens when we protest, 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 and we have to do a lot of it because it's such an inflexible system, although it does inevitably create some sort of change. So in a relationship that's more intimate, where self-expression and being understood and being known becomes a critical part of the equation, that lockdown, that inflexibility is such a protective state that we really sever temporarily our communication and consequently our relationship with the other. It's not a time of communication. It's a time of non-communication, of feeling, which I guess is communication ultimately. But that's not the communication I want to talk about because it's not progressing the relationship. It's a communication that is not filled with your integrity. You're not aware of what you're communicating and instead it's breaking things apart. 
So what is anger in a personal relationship? How do we get about or get around the anger so that we can communicate in a state of anger? First thing we want to do is truly understand that it's a secondary emotion. Second thing you want to do is sit down and take the time after an angry situation to ask yourself what were the emotions you felt inside that led to the anger? Did the situation or the other say or do something that created an emotion or that allowed an emotion to come to the surface? If so, that's the truth of what you experienced at that moment. It is that very truth that needs to be spoken because it's that fear-based emotion that is taking you away from feeling good, from feeling good about yourself, from feeling good enough, from feeling happy, from feeling free, from feeling expansive. Certainly if you're not feeling those feelings, you're not feeling the love. So once you've completed the second step of being able to identify the primary feelings, now you're ready to understand your anger. It's at that point that you can approach the other and say, I know I expressed anger. I was feeling hurt because I was reflecting back on those times when blah, blah, blah. Let me give you a good example because general isn't going to work. If I'm in a relationship and I'm told that I am miserable to be with because I just can't seem to pick up my shoes. And I get angry. How dare you say that to me? Just because of a pair of shoes, I'm miserable? What does that mean? And the other person says, well, obviously you have no thought but anybody but yourself and you're just selfish. Selfish? I'm not selfish. Now I'm off to the races and the other person is off to the races and there's nothing being accomplished. That person is telling me about me. I'm defending. I'm not teaching anything about me. And the anger is becoming more and more and more inflexible and no one is learning anything about the truth of what just happened. So I step away from that situation and I do step two, which is sit down and think when he said that to me or she said that to me, what was it that it evoked in me? It evoked in me a feeling of not being good enough because I wasn't meeting another's expectations. And to be told I was selfish evoked feelings of, oh my God, I'm selfish when I try so hard to be good, to be kind, to be understanding all of those qualities that I was told would make me good enough. So now I have a feeling as to what's happening inside me, not them, me. And I go back to the other and I say, hearing that I am miserable because my shoes are in the wrong place brought back enormous feelings of not being good enough and the selfishness drove it home and it takes every bit of the truth of who I am away from me at that moment. 
and I am genuinely sorry you don't know me any better than that, because my intention would never be to create that kind of discord by leaving a pair of shoes where I left them. Now again, it sounds simple in the example, but it takes quite a bit of time to know yourself well enough to figure that out. So step two, figuring out those original emotions is very important, but it's step three that's even more important. Step three is, from where did those emotions come? Where did I learn to feel that way about myself? If I can then find the source in step three, I can then heal that wound. And it's in healing those wounds that I can become the observer of the other's anger. So the next time my other comes to me and says, you're a miserable person to live with, you leave your shoes around, I can say, I'm genuinely sorry that that's all you see about me. Unfortunately, you don't know who I am after all of this time together. And walk away comfortable, complete, and knowing that everything that was just spoken belonged to the other person, not me. Do I need to consider that the shoes make him uncomfortable or make her uncomfortable? You better believe it. But that's it. Everything else has nothing to do about me. So it's in that inflexibility that we drive each other away from the other. If we can really stay in a place of self, and this is where I teach my clients how to speak their truth. When you learn to speak your truth, you learn to know the truth of what is happening within you at an emotional level, at a thought level, at a dream level. What is the experience you wish to have? If you're in a partnership or in a friendship, the experience is not the hate and the anger. The experience is the love, the expression, the freedom, the expansiveness. So it goes back to you staying solid in that compassion. Solid in the compassion to build the freedom, the understanding, and the acceptance that it takes to expand out the relationship. So I have given you the beginning steps to getting to a place of embracing your anger and knowing the truth of what lies beyond your anger. It's from there that you will begin to feel the truth of what you need to express. I wish each and every one of you an opportunity in this life to move beyond your anger to find the truth of who you are May each of you enjoy the compassion in your relationships and the expansiveness that comes from expressing your truth and exploring your partners. Again, this is Kristen Bomis, and I would love to hear from each and every one of you any questions, opinions, or thoughts you may have. Please send us your questions and thoughts on Twitter at Kristen Bomis or Feel free to visit me at kristenbomas.com, where you can also read my blog. You can also reach me on Facebook at Kristen Bomas PA, and of course, Pinterest. Thank you all.